praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. This is your moment, Holy Spirit. I back up and I'm just a vessel. Use these lips of clay to declare your word. We need your word this morning, fresh manner. And we thank you. Do not challenge us, but change us, oh God, for the glory of your name. I pray for each and everyone who is here this morning that your word will permeate through us, change our lives, and help us to be who you created us to be so that we can walk in signs and wonders. We can break through into the secret places, into the mysteries, hidden things that can never be understood by human mind. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Connect with our spirit. Let your word flow unhindered, unchecked by the powers of darkness. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise be to God. This morning, allow me to share the word with you. I'm going to be sharing. I spoke the title, uh, Pride versus Humility. This is something that is very difficult uh, to distinguish in life, especially after the word of last week, honor. And you are wondering, what I'm doing, do I honor or I despise or what am I doing? So it becomes a bit difficult to distinguish, do I have pride or do I have humility? I will talk about humility, even though uh, when I looked in the Webster Dictionary, the definition uh, for, for, for humility is humble at the same time. Uh, but I looked at several Hebrew words uh, to help me. Uh, these several Hebrew words are translated humble. It says uh, the, word, the Hebrew word for humility is ana, A-N-A-H, which means to stoop or to bend low or to be downcast or to bow down or to be afflicted or to weaken oneself or to mishandle. Thus, uh, the kind of um, uh, definitions I found in the uh, Hebrew dictionary. And I also went ahead to kind of like look in the Bible how humility and pride is um, um, expressed. And the few words that we come across when we read the Bible about pride, it calls it in three phases. Number one, the last of the eyes. Number two, the lust of the flesh. Number three, the pride of life. I will say the words again. Number one, the lust of the eyes. Number two, the lust of the flesh. Number three, the pride of life. Uh, in Africa, the, you know, um, we, 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 we have you know, had uh, very different backgrounds. How we grew up, our humble beginnings. We had the professor, you know, when she was testifying, saying, looking at where I come from, different backgrounds, amen. And you know, there is that um, desire to be celebrated. There is that desire, the itch to be recognized, to be, I think the correct word, to say is to be in the spotlight. 
It's something that is naturally ingrained in us of our background. Most people. So, unfortunately, God fights a man not because of sin, unfortunately, but because of one thing. Pride. He hates pride and he fights people because of what? Of pride. Every time pride comes, it's because sometimes, you know, because of the, maybe mostly it's because of our achievements in life. You know, when I've got to a level that I didn't expect myself to be in life, you know, when I get there, pride, they call it puffing up. Huh? Am I right? Puffing up. Huh? I puff up. Sometimes wealth comes in my life. And when wealth comes in, you know, but there is uh, a definition for humility uh, that we see in the Bible. Mostly, the person who has really touched me when I look at, was looking at the characters of people who walked in humility, and God calls them a man after my own heart. It was because of nothing. You know, that guy would make mistakes. I tell you the mistakes that David did. It's unfair to hear why God will lash out some anger on other people. They were right sometimes because it was unfair, you know. But there is something that attracted the heart of God to this man. Humility. He was a man of humility. Even if he sinned against God, he was willing to accept his own sin. He acknowledged, he believed, yes, I sinned against God. This is why Psalm 35 verse 13, I just picked it up and I like this verse because it helps me. You know, it, David expressed his humility of soul. You know, humility is not outward appearance. I would like to make sure you get this correct. Humility comes from within and then it will manifest outside. Humility is an inner thing. It's an inside thing. And pride, it comes from inside also. So, King David is expressing humility of soul by wearing sackcloths and by fasting. You know, uh, Psalm 35 verse 13 says, My clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting. Mm -hmm. Humility is not refusing what God has done. I don't know if that makes sense. When you what, how do you not refuse what God has done? That's why I was laughing at my children and Tapsy. Because they, they would think if I do that, Maybe I'm being what? Showing off to people or being proud to people to say now I've been promoted as a senior what? As a senior accountant or whatever. You are not being proud because you are not taking, the, you are not taking that as if you did it yourself. Do you understand? You did not do, you are giving honor to who it is what? Do you understand what? I want you to understand the difference when you sit down when God has done something big for you, then you are proud. What you are saying is, I worked so hard. The way those people speak when they are showing that what is pride, I'll tell you the difference between this. 
If I come here and I say, guys, I want to thank God. I'm not saying, yes, you end up saying, oh, I want to thank pastor. She helped me to pray. But reality is God has done this. The reality is we are giving glory to and not to men. When you come here, the Bible says, I will stand before the congregation and give my to you, Lord. Amen. So when you stand before people here, don't say, I prayed and prayed. It's not you. There are some who are not sleeping who pray like more than you do. More than you do. It's not your fasting. It's not your prayer. No. What you are simply saying is the grace. The grace and acknowledging that there are people like what we said. There are other people. I'm not there. She's not even on the line to pray with us. But she acknowledges there are some people who are covering me. And your heart now, that is coming from your heart. Knowing that I may not have been on these prayer lines with others because of my work. But I acknowledge that God raised the watchtowers. People standing on the wall to lift my name in prayer. And now I come here, I give all the glory to him. We enabled people to pray for me. Humble spirit. It starts from within. David says, I would wear sackcloth. I humbled my soul. You don't humble your by wearing rags and whatever and come bowing your head in church as if uh, you are about to fall. We are royalty, by the way. By the way, look at the way I'm dressed today. Royalty, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you must be happy by who you are. Know who you are. Ah, I'm not being proud. I'm saying I just know who I am. So I don't just dress anyhow. Because I'm royalty. I'm not being proud. Because inside of me, I've accepted my position as royalty. This is not pride. It's knowing who you are. If you're a child and you belong to a certain family, that's where you belong. What you do in your family, that's what you do. Haven't you ever seen someone whom I was giving a testimony about Sekuru Masuka. We, we talked about our pastor, Reverend Masuka, who passed away last week. The testimonies that came forth to those who witnessed the Krumasuka here in Minnesota at the CFI conference, where we held a CFI conference in 2000. To those who saw the Krumasuka, he's not even the man who is, whom you, can, you might want to sit down there and spend 10 minutes talking to. Outward. Do you understand what I'm saying? It was, it was a shock to know how great that man was. In the newspapers, in the radios, TVs, everywhere in Africa. We are like, wow, what? The man has rubbed shoulders with presidents, premiers, and, you know, has rubbed his shoulders with great men in the world. But when he comes to the house of God, he took his drum. You know, you remember, with his wife, you look at the, when you, you know, they dance, they, they, they are older people. We are talking of a 72-year-old man. The way Sekuru Masuka would dance here. You look at him and you say, they are, I don't think they are educated, those ones. Humility. He does not take what God has done and carry it on his shoulder to say, I did it. No. Just gives it back to where it came from. Hallelujah. Success is already loud on its own. You don't need to tell us. <laughs> when you become successful, don't tell us. We will see it. Because it speaks by itself. 
Success is very loud. So don't add your voice. You don't need to get to shout on top of the roof to say, hey guys, you know what? I'm now a millionaire. Because it's already loud by itself. Success. It speaks, talks by itself. Another Hebrew word that I was going to talk about, the word kana, K-A-N-A, which means to bend the knee, to be brought into subjection or to subdue. I looked at this in Second Chronicles 7 verse 14 that says, if my people, God is addressing, he's not addressing non-believers. Amen? He's saying my people. Meaning us believers. Amen? He's addressing this to you, a Christian, a child of God. And then he's saying to you, if my people who are called by my name, if they humble themselves and pray, number one, humble themselves, number one. Number two, and pray. Number three, seek my face. Number four, turn from their wicked ways. Only then, come on, will I hear from heaven. Humility is key before God. Humility is key before God. There are rewards for humility. Hallelujah. The greatest reward of humility is that, that of becoming like Christ. When we humble ourselves, what do we do? We become like? When we humble ourselves, we become like? The Bible identifies, I think, himself, Jesus. He says, learn from me for I'm what? I'm meek. Come on. He actually says it himself. Learn from me for I am can you imagine God in his greatness, in his power, in his might, in his holiness coming down on this earth and borrow Mary's womb? Can you imagine God himself, Yahweh, Adonai, humbling himself to the level of coming to his own creation and get into Mary's womb and become a child in there and be patient to wait for nine months in there, God. Went through the process of gestation until the delivery date. Not only that, Yahweh given birth, not in the biggest hospitals of America, the most unique Harvard hospitals or anything like that in a manger among animals. In a manger, not in a baby. What do you put your, your kids these days? What do you buy, buy for your kids to sleep? Not in a bassinet or whatever, crib. He had no crib. He had no, uh, those things that we give pregnant women at baby showers. All those nice rapers and what, what. He was actually wrapped in bandages. They, they used to use swaddles, right? And they would bandage the baby in there, right? Like they are bandaging the baby. 
Regs. I talked with God's humility. God himself, I said God himself came in a manger. Who do you think you are honestly? Let's ask ourselves. Who do we really think we are? Just this dress, I cannot kneel there to worship God. I'm wearing a suit. My suit is $500. The Bible says they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Humility should start from within. Once you learn humility, nothing God will bless you with that you beat yourself and puff up yourself and say, now I'm here. They'll see me. No. The moment God blesses you, few minutes you've already forgotten you're moving on. Someone has to remind you, ah, but you are the ones we heard, huh? that God did this. That's when you say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. God is great. Oh, don't forget to give glory to whom? It is true. Quickly, whenever they congratulate you people, because people are very good at giving accolades, you need to be careful. People can give you accolades. Great woman of God. Mighty woman of God. Let's put our hands together for the mightily used woman of God. Mightily used our pastor Rebecca. And then you feel puffed up. And the Holy Spirit say, oh, by the way, the church is yours, huh? And he withdraws. By the time you stand here, you're empty. You're empty. You are speaking your own stories. Message that does not transform hearts and lives. Because you think I'm a very good preacher. Oh, they acknowledge me. They know me. The Bible calls it vain glory. Refuse. Vain glory. It will take me you straight to hell. I'm this. I'm that. Human accolades. Hallelujah. Proverbs 22, verse 4. It's another reward for humility. It says, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Come on, somebody. You know, when you humble yourself, God will do more. I, 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 I. Let me tell you, when you know how to humble yourself, God will do more. Because he tests you. He has to trust you with the wealth that he's giving you. He has to trust you with the people he's going to bring into your life. God has to trust you. How humble you are. If he sends you, you see a, 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 a place and it needs $5,000 and you're a millionaire, are you going to write that check and send it there? Humility. The ability to listen to the voice of God. Within. It is its benefits. The benefit of humility. Number one is the fear of the Lord. The fear of? Sometimes we fear people. We respect people more than God. We fear people what they say more than what God is telling you. There are so many people who actually disdain or put down the word of God. Fight it. Let me tell you one thing that I learned in my life. When the word of God is coming out, being dished out like this, and you find a place that every time when the word is being preached inside you, you wreck, it wreaks havoc and you become angry. 
Be careful. You are fighting God. You fight God. The guilty conscience is telling you this area needs to be sorted out. This area you need repentance. This is a gray area in your life. And you say, I will not do it because I had so and so say this. People will say so many things in this life. In this life. But whose voice are you going to humble yourself and listen to? The voice of the pastor? The voice of people? The internet preachers? Or the voice of Yahweh? When you hear something, go and kneel down and pray. Because when you don't do that, you go on Judge Judy. She's very busy. A child is suing his mother for taking um, uh, the mother didn't use my name on Facebook or the mother did not give me my money. She gave birth to you nine months. And the Bible says, honor your father and your mother whether you like it or not. It doesn't matter what happened. Come on, church. Listen to the voice of God more than the internet. We have people right now who are radicals, leftists, and doing crazy things because of going on the internet. It says this. It says this, and we take that and we put that in our children's lives. Tomorrow we'll still cry. Be humble before God. Seek God for everything in your life. Humility is the ability to listen to the word. Listen to the word. Today, God has changed. But when you were poor, you used, to, you used to listen to him and do everything. And things would go boom, boom. Now your power is the ability to say, now I don't care about that. I don't care about that. Pride comes before. What does the Bible say? Pride comes before. There is swift and severe punishment for pride. <laughs> pride is believing that we have achieved what God and others have done for us and through us and you take it you say I'm here I got here because of my prayers I got here because I know God I know how to pray and fast pride you don't have forgotten there's a grandmother who was not sleeping pray for you every day the woman without teeth that you look down on and you've never bought a dress or anything. Pride. Pride. You look down it even even as pastor, you'll be looking down on, on us. I know how to pray. I don't need it in my life. Pride. Pride is reserving for myself the right to make final decisions. Listen to this word, don't hate me. I'm reading scriptures. You know, there are people who have got problem with church members. They want people who tell them things that are not in the scriptures. If I open the scriptures and show you where it is, you get angry. Once you, your spirit man gets angry, the devil is a liar. You need to tell the devil, get out! Of my heart now. I need to hear the truth of the word of God. The devil is a liar, guys. He's blocking what we need to do. Where we need to go. How we need to rise. Because of our ignorance. The Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. I feel someone getting angry right now. Let me help you, dear. You need this word to move to the next level. That's what is a stumbling, stumbling block for you. 
God's swift punishment on pride is illustrated by these people in the Bible. I'll show you so that you can go and read for yourself. I don't have time today. King Herod. You remember King Herod? Nebuchadnezzar, do you remember him? God did not immediately punish Herod after he had uh, a Herod, I'm talking about uh, Herod um, Agrippa. That's the one I'm talking about. After killing Apostle James, remember? He killed Apostle James and he imprisoned who? Peter. Do you remember? He killed James and then he imprisoned Peter. But when he, he gave a, uh, he began to give a, a great oration about himself and his kingdom and who he is and what he is. You know, later on, the Bible says the man was struck whilst he was sitting there. Right away he wrote. Whims, all sorts of things started coming out of him. Right there. They didn't have to wait for him three days. Right there instantly. Right there. Go read King Nebuchadnezzar's story. He said, this is my wealth. This is me, Daniel chapter 4. If you read just Daniel chapter 4, verse 30 to 37, I don't have time uh, because of my time because I need to say a lot before we go into prayer. My time is up. Um, Nebuchadnezzar, you boasted. He said, is this not Babylon that I've built for house of the kingdom by my might, of my power, and for the honor of my majesty? Guys, <laughs> I'm helping you guys. Humble yourself. What happened? He was turned into an animal. A king. He went to eat grass. Go read your Bible. Pride is dangerous, guys. Teach yourself, no matter how hard it is. Humble yourself before the Lord. He will lift. Humility. Humility is key even for God to use you. Because God is going to use you in ways that you never believe. Ask him. You got to learn to say I did not do it. It was him. Otherwise you go about telling people, he used me, I did this. You know, I'm mightily used by God. I'm a great woman of God. Pride before a fall. You stand there after you told them you are a great woman of God. And what happens? Nothing. He died. Fortunately for Nebuchadnezzar when he returned to his sanity. God is merciful. That's why we are having this message. Because our God is what? Merciful. When he returned to his sanity, like the prodigal son, the Bible says when he returned to his what? Sanity. We need to come back. If you are there, if you are there, hey, climb down. Climb down, my brothers and sisters. Come to the ground. Sit down. Start from there. He's a merciful God. He's merciful. He's kind. He never judges us. He allows us to repent one more time. When he came to his senses, the Bible says, only then God. That's when he raised his voice. And he said, God is Lord. He realized 
The kingdom was not his. Even though God trusted and trusted him to be able to be where he was sitting on that throne, he realized that it was not him. Humility versus pride. Humility is recognizing and acknowledging that you totally depend upon the Lord. That's humility. Recognizing, even when you walk into your house and you sit on those beautiful couches, Lord Winnie, acknowledge God. Grace. Not my power. I got money in my bank account. That's why I bought this nice couch. No. There's someone as smart as you are. Paycheck after paycheck, they are paying debts and credit cards. Over and over and over. Listen to me, guys. Grace is grace. Amen. You may be earning $12 an hour. Someone is getting $250 an hour. But when you stand there to compare what God has done with your $12 and the $750, what do you see? Grace. You see grace. He stretched your buying power. Ah, you need to see God. You know, when I walk even in a shop, I don't buy very expensive clothes, but I go for sales. The one that was 500, I wait for it to come down to 50. No, no, I can actually. It's grace, isn't it? When he gives you that ability. Ah, because you know, you know, let me tell you, Bridget, my daughter, before I go for shopping, I pray. Ah, you guys, you don't get it, do you? I pray. Someone says, is she crazy that she prays for going to for shopping? I'm not. Sometimes that's all the amount I have in my house. Amen. And I need God to give me everything that is on my shopping list. Amen. I was talking to you. I said the other day I only have gas almost on empty. With that here. No, no, not quarter. It was on empty, honey. And it was showing that red thing. You know what I'm talking about. I parked my car on the roadside. I went outside. And I still had more than 40 kilometers to go. I said, Lord, I'm going to preach. This is for your glory. Amen. I need this guest to get me there. I don't even need to come back yet. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, someone is saying eh, she's crazy. No, I'm not. I'm telling you, God is capable of doing. Amen. I got. I say, I got there. I'm not saying don't put gas in your car. <laughs> be smart and put gas in your car. This was a separate incident. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Humility is seeking his will for every decision in your life. We have Christians who never consult God for anything. They only pray and fast when things goes left. That's when they come before God and say, Father, is this your will? Did you bring me in this situation? You saw me, Lord, when I was coming. You were the Lord. Come down. But when you were deciding, did you ever thought about God? Yet the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, what does it say? What does it say? Proverbs chapter 3, what does it say? What does it say? Are we there? Proverbs chapter 3. Let's read from verse 5 together. I want you to understand that it's key in your life to make decisions first by handing them over to your God. Read. What does it say, verse 5? 
Lean not on what? Lean not on your what? Aha! On your smartness, intelligence, power. When you lean on those things, you're being proud. Oh, yeah. And what happens after you lean not on your own understanding? What does it do? It's not pastor. Don't hate me, please. I also strive to do exactly that. So that I feel I'm not proud. So I try my best to listen to the word of God as well. There are people in life who choose what they want to believe in the Bible and what they don't want. Some, what, they, what suits them, they throw it away. Like a fish, they eat the word of God like fish. They take what they want and they throw away what they don't like. You don't live the word of God that way. That's why the book of Hebrews says it was all given to us for edification. And what else? And for our own growth and to our advantage. Humility must begin with a contrite spirit. It's explained in 1 John. 1 John 2 verse 15, you need a contrite or a broken spirit before God. Have a teachable spirit. Even though you are now a professor, my daughter, be humble. Listen to advice. Listen to others. It doesn't mean you know it all, sweetie. No. Even if I'm a pastor, if God gives a word to Matilda and she's standing on this altar to preach, I'll bow. I will bow because I know once she reads the word of God, it's not about me anymore. And especially when we pray and say, hide me behind the cross. Because if I don't, all of you, you attack me and say she was talking about me. So, so, so that my hands are clean. And when I go before God, I'll say, I told you. I need my hands clean as well, isn't it? So I have got to pray and ask him to cover me and use my lips of clay. If I abuse it, it's my problem. Because I'm going to give an account for every word that I'm speaking to you. I'm going to be answerable to it. Every word that when you stand here and you speak, you shall give an account for it. That's why it says greater is the punishment of those shepherds like me who are called. This is why I cannot please you. Because you don't have my heaven. I can't lose heaven because of you, heavens. What for? You're not worth it. No. I can't be a bridge. A bridge where others are crossing upon me. And at the end of the day, the river come and sweep me away. No way. Amen. I got to stand and say the truth whether you like me or you hate me. But the truth should always be what? That's what I do. You love me or you hate me. Praise God. 1 John 2, verse 15. Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. It's not me who is saying this. Come on. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Put on, therefore, as the chosen ones of God, holy and beloved, powers of mercy, 
put on kindness, humility of mind. Because pride starts in your mind. It doesn't start in the spirit, man. It doesn't start in your soul. It starts in your mind. You look at everybody, say, I'm more educated than anyone here. So when you stand here, you want them to know that you are the most educated in church. And you want everybody to see that the car you are parking outside there, it talks about you, stories about you. And you wonder, are these things? So when you talk to me, you are drawing me to your car so that I can see it. James chapter 4, verse 6 to 10. It speaks of humility. Put James 4, verse 6 to 10. It speaks of humility and it gives a checklist actually of humility. It actually gives you a checklist. Hallelujah. Are you there? What does it say? Let's go. He opposed the what? And what does he do to the humble? Favor. Ay, 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 ay. Do you wanna? I'm walking in power. I live a life of favor. I know who I am. When you see me with my head held high, I'm walking father. Favor, favor, favor. Favor is my name. What's my name? Do you know the song? I'm not being proud. I simply know who I am in Christ Jesus. I don't care what you think I am. I care about what God thinks I am. Hallelujah. Verse 7, what does it say? Number 1, submit yourselves to God. No, 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 no. Let's stay there. There's no hurry in Africa. Submit your what? Come on, let's do it together. Aha, uh -huh, Rebecca. Submit your what? I don't want you to forget this one. Say your name first. Rebecca, submit yourself to God. It means with totality. Unconditional surrender. To his will. Unconditional surrender to the will of God. What is next? Aha. Uh -huh. It means allow no secret or hindering weight in your heart. Don't allow it. Ellen, you are in America. Don't put on Facebook to make sure they see me. I'm in America now. It's pride. When you do it, put a nice vase for the glory of God so that those who are not believers who used to look down on you know that he's the lifter of those who have been downtrodden. So that those who looked down and didn't believe that you save God. There are things that we do for the glory of God. Everything that you do, everything, Matida. So that those who thought in America you are going to be a prostitute, put your wedding so that they know that God this girl, when she came to America, Matida, 
She was a fire on fire on fire. I don't know what your mother did. She doesn't bring her for prayers anymore. This girl, I tell you, now you need to seek God more, my daughter. Humble yourself so that those who saw you leave Zimbabwe, they'll see you in your wedding tomorrow and glorify God. Yeah. That should be the reason for postings. Come on. That should be the reason for those Instagrams and Snapchats. Come on. Youth, do you hear me? Instagram and Snapchats. Don't try to show off your car unless they said you'll never buy a car. Yeah. There are people who say this one will never drive a car. Uh-huh. And then don't just put it there. Put a vase. He is the lifter of the down throating. <laughs> To the glory of? Aha. Uh -huh. They should know. There are people who said, ah, she's not going to go anywhere. Amen. This one is not even going to get married. Amen. They know your past. When you said, I came to Christ, they said, ah, prostitutes in church. I tell people, the church is the hospital. Amen. You don't find the righteous people in church, no. He takes the sinners and he brings them right in the church so that he can make us right. So that he can make us the righteous. So that he can make us a chosen holy people in the church. So when you see a homosexual coming here, don't say, hey, their church, I'm not going there because they have homosexuals. No. He withdraws. He draws in prostitutes, robbers, homosexuals, murderers like Paul. He brings them in. Into the flock. The church is a hospital. The church is a hospital. And when you see people doing some funny things, don't worry about them. They're still sick. They'll get, they'll be fine. They're still sick. They'll be okay. Just pray for them. That's the medication. We got to what? Pray for them. They'll be fine. Leave them like that. Don't send them away. Don't discourage them. Don't run away from them. Just say, hey, hey. It is well and sharp. Yeah, don't leave church. You are still sick. You'll be fine one day. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My God is faithful. Are we done with that verse? Where are we? Resist the devil. Draw nigh. What does it say next? I want the one that says draw nigh to God. Oh, okay, come near to God. Stop there. It means come closer. Ah, how do you come close to God? By seeking. By seeking Him in prayer day and night. Prayer. Through prayer. If you don't join our prayers, find some other groups that you pray with. Make sure you are a what? You are praying. Prayer is what draws you closer to the Lord. In reading the scriptures. Because when you read the Bible, it will tell you this is right and this is wrong. Cleanse your hands. Okay, where are we going? What did he say? Uh -huh. Cleanse your hands by confessing all sin and making restitution. Here's one thing I want to say to you. We are not sinners. Well. How many believe this? We are not sinners. We have already been washed by the blood of Jesus. 
But we are children in the house and we make mistakes. And when we make mistakes, what do we do? We ask for forgiveness. It's simple. When you're in a marriage, does it, does it erase or tear your marriage certificate because you, you quarreled today? Does it tear your marriage certificate? Uh, Ruben and Ken is there. No, you don't. What do you do? You make things right between yourselves. Right? You ask for each other's what? That's it. That's it. So we ask for forgiveness when we sin against God. Making things right with God. That's seeking the face of God. Upright things with God. You make things right. Don't be a Christian. Who just come and put lotion when you haven't bathed? You are praying, putting lotion, and you haven't even bathed. You need, so confession is washing the dirty of your body. How many times do we wash? Uh, once a day. <laughs> others, they do it twice and others three times. <laughs> so, and what is the next thing coming? Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Hey. And purify your what? Purify your what? Making sure there is no secret desire to continue sinning. That's what it means. There is no secret desire to continue in sin. It's, a, it's pathetic when you continue to fight God. He's saying do this and you keep doing the wrong thing. Every single day. You go back to your vomit every single day. No matter Because listen, listen. When you wrestle with the word when it comes like this, it means... There is a conviction. Something is happening. You know, there are people who listen to other people. Let me help you. It's good. But let me help, help you. This is your life. My life is different from yours. So when you are not going to bow to the word of God and do what it says, it's you. But me, I'm going to bow. Because I know what is done for me and what it will do for me. I will not listen to someone else because you don't do something. So I don't have to do it. Come on, be careful. You have your life. And she has a life. Okay, what's next? You what? You double-minded. You know what to be double-minded is? What is to be double-minded? You are thinking this way. And you are thinking correctly. But on the other hand, you change. You begin to think this way. So you're always thinking opposite than what you should be thinking. You are not stable. You are not solid. You know, faith, you need to be resolute. You need to be definite. You need to be sure. You need to make sure when you're sitting on the chair, you're sitting with two buttocks, not one. Both of them must be sitting and make sure your, your feet is right on the floor. Confidence. Have confidence in God. Aha. Have confidence in God. Ah. <laughs> Why are you afraid? Why are you so worried? Let those who talk, talk. Like I said yesterday, I said, let the barking dogs, what? And you continue to focus where you are going. You will not go there if you are in Africa. Because left, right, and center, dogs will be barking. <laughs> now if you decide to stop for every barking dog, will you get to your destination? No! 
Because everywhere, you turn right, just keep moving. As long as it's not coming on you, it's just backing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Purify your hearts, making sure there's no secret desire to continue sinning. That's the key thing. And I want to tell you that today as you seek the face of God, your life will be dif different. I just wanted to throw away questions that you call evaluation questions. Because here I'm addressing people's questions, right? So I want to help how you evaluate pride. This will be very helpful. I'll rush because I put them down. These are specific ways that you can use for yourself to just do just a, just a general evaluation of who you really are. Number one, how do you welcome criticism? Do you bless those who kiss you? When you're criticized, what do you do? What's your reaction? Do you sit down to look at it? To see, is it really true? Is this, am I really doing this or it's not? Are they just talking about me or for sure there's something wrong with me? How do you handle criticism? You can tell me that. You know, I'm my own person. I'm my own man. I know what I'm doing. Number two, do you ever help anyone, even with menial tasks? Who is not besides your father and your mother and your family? Do you ever help anyone besides your family? Do you ever fast for anyone or just carrying someone's burden? With none other than your own family. Or oh, since you became a Christian, all you do is bless me, God. First night, seven days and seven nights. Me, God. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. When I say pray for your pastor, you're like, mm -hmm. I should get more money and more blessings if I pray for you. <laughs> do you help others besides you? and your family out there. Number three, do you ask others, even your friends, for blind spots? Even our cars is good. These days, these latest cars, they help you to see your blind spots. Do you ever ask anyone? Do you, you know, when we grew up, we used to have time when I would go to my pastor's wife and say, Mama, I'm your child. Help me. If you see me, we used to call it in Shona, Kudurura Upenyu. In English, I don't know what you call it. Pouring yourself out, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. You go to the men and women of God and you pour yourself out. And we trusted them because we knew. When you go there, I've gone to the ocean. You know, ask my husband some of the things he doesn't even know that I discuss with other people here. So people think because it's pastor who knows, they go to my husband to ask him, so pastor now about this issue. And he says, what are you talking about? Because he doesn't know it. He wants to hear it from you. I'm a pastor, by the way, he's not a pastor. He's our elder. So I have to know what I'm supposed to do with the information. But do, are you accountable to anyone? Besides your pastor, are you accountable to anyone? Pride. You can't tell me what to do. Humility says, oh, Evans, you know, I'm just been struggling. I don't know what you think. And if you're shy, you don't put it in the context of yourself. 
You can say, you know, a friend of mine, you know, pride, huh? a little bit of pride there, but at least you are trying to find help. Aha, a friend has got a situation. How do I help? <laughs> Whew, hallelujah. Are you able to express gratefulness when someone does good for you? Can you express gratitude, heartfelt thanks? There are some people when you do them good, especially men, they just say, mm, mm, thanks. Mm, 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 mm. If you utter the word thanks, it's good. They don't even know how to say sorry and thanks. And I tell you, in life you need to know how to say I'm sorry. And you need to say, hey, thank you. Thank you so much. When you do that, it brings humility. You are acknowledging. You know when you don't acknowledge when someone does good to you, you know what you are saying? After all, I deserve it. Oh yeah. That's what you are saying exactly. Someone took their time to help you, to speak to you, or to give you something. And then you just say, uh-huh, okay. Mm. Yeah, it's very nice. It's very nice. I don't say, don't say it's nice. Say thank you. I did it out of my own heart. I took my time out. I labored for the money to buy you that present. Say thank you. I took time to cook for you. Say thank you. I took time to clean the house, mama. Say, Matida, thank you. Oh, yeah. Affirming others for the good things. It's a virtue. Learn to say thank you. Listen to others instead of talking about yourself every time. Pride. <laughs> you know, I know. I'll come to church. Pastor is calling me. She has never called me. Pastor, I'll come to church. Yeah, I'll come to church because, you know, I got a trip from Australia. I'm going through Netherlands and then, you know, I'm coming through London, but I'll be there at church. It's not like he's trying to tell me to say pray, pray for me. He's just trying to tell me I'm traveling to all these countries. Pride. 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 You know, I'm trying to say this. I don't know if you understand it. If you, have you ever been in first class? In a plane? <laughs> oh, we need to be humble, guys. One day, one of my pastors always say, one day, one of these guys says, you know, God gave you a million dollars. After God gave you a million dollars, you know, she comes, she's going elevator, you know, so that people recognize she's now a millionaire. Why she didn't realize in that church there were billionaires sitting right in there watching you? Let me tell you, the Bible says don't sit where you have not been allocated. Sit behind. They'll come and say, come. Sit here. Humble yourself. Hallelujah. Always learn to kneel in prayer. Kneel. Kneeling. Allow your knees to go on the ground unless there's a health condition. There are people who never kneel before God. I love the, uh, the scripture actually. Uh, um, Isaiah 29. That's the way for. The Lord said, for as much as these people draw near with their mouth and with their lips, with their lips to honor me, but they have removed their heart far from me and their fear toward me 
is taught by the precept of men. Isaiah 29 verse 18. One day the Lord said to me, you know when, when you are standing there, when you are standing in worship and you are raising your hands, or somebody is worshiping and you are standing there, and you know the worshiper says, let's kneel! Hey, let's kneel! Let's kneel! Because people they don't want to kneel. And the Spirit is saying, humble yourselves. When you kneel, another person is not kneeling. It's you a worshiper who is kneeling. People are standing before God. Physically, you are kneeling. But before God, you are standing like this. Right before Yahweh. But physically, everybody sees that you're what? But your soul is not kneeling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is why when we do worship, we jump, we jump, we jump, and we get to a point where we are still before God. A true worshiper, that's your time. That's a time. Because that kind of worship, your flesh resists. Because it's time for your soul to what? To worship God. It's time for your inner man to connect with Yahweh. You like it when we go, lift Jesus higher. Hey, 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 higher. You think of the times when you were in the club. When we do the actual deal, the actual deal is worship. Worship will cause your soul to come out and kneel before Yahweh. Worship will take you to places where you have never been physically. Ay, 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 ay. Worship will go into my boss's office where they've been discussing my name in my absence. Worship will develop legs. Yakataramasha. Worship will speak volumes to defend my name in secret places. Worship is key. Worship is key. When you know how to worship, a man knows how to worship, you can stand before any man. Worship. It's a time for heart-to-heart -heart sex with God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Worship is the deal. Not like Jesus, higher, higher. Ah. Can you prostrate in that 500 suit? When you see me wearing that 500 suit and I lie on the floor, I'm saying, Lord, I get out of the ring. I get out of the ring. You do the battle. The battle is not mine. Yahweh, I give it up. I surrender. All rise, Yahweh. Heart full of humility. Knowing I cannot fight this battle. I do not have words to tell my enemies. But let Yahweh arise on my behalf. I give it up. I surrender. Worship is key, guys. If you need to learn how to, how to humble yourself, try it in worship. This is where we receive our identity. When you see me walking, when I came in, I was like this. But when I walk out of the after worship, I walk like a soldier. Hey, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, the battle is done in worship. The battle is done in spirit, in prayer. That's when I offer my sacrifices on the altar. 
Worship time is dangerous time. You know, don't speak to people too much. Your problem is love to tell people you and whatever about you. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Go in your secret place. There is a secret place called prayer and worship. There is a secret prayer. A secret place for you. There is a place. When they look at you, they say, this one is a coward. Because you did not respond to what they were saying. You didn't say what they wanted to say. You didn't hear and respond. I kept you quiet in the innocence of my souls. I'm not chicken, I'm an eagle. You cannot see me here. I will not eat with the chickens. I am an eagle. When I go in prayer, I saw her. My battles are not physical. I don't fight battles physically. Wasting time with gossipers. Come on, go in the secret place. The secret place, if it is true, Lord, remove it from me. Remove it from me, Lord. If it is right, lift me up. Defend me, O God. Straighten me up. Pick me up by your hand. Because men don't see the way God sees. Men always see differently. But God always see differently. How does God look at me? How does God see me? I'd rather be given accolades by heaven, but by men. I'd rather have heaven clap hands for me than people. I'd rather have God testify for me than people. People will let you down, guys. Let me tell you. They'll put a ladder for you there, and then they'll pull it off. And then they tell you to come down there. But Yahweh, he will put you on his shoulder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yahweh will put you on his shoulder. Yahweh will stand with you. Yahweh will pack you up. Yahweh will cover you with his right hand of his own righteousness. Desire God. Desire God's approval rather than disapproval. People have nothing to offer you guys. People are also dying just like you. They are not going anywhere. Let the mockers mock. Let the scoffers scoff you. But let heaven speak for you. Let heaven speak for you. You need God's authentication. You need God's validation. You don't need people's validation. They are not going anywhere. Open your voice. Begin to pray. Teach me to be humble before you. I need to be a man and woman of humility. I would rather do the right thing before God. I would rather do the right thing before God than before men.